Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Hey everybody, good morning. Good morning and welcome to Coastal Community Church. I am Pastor Chris. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in and watching online. We have a growing and robust uh, online community that stays engaged. And uh, in fact, we regularly have over uh, 600 people watching us online. So uh, thank you guys for joining us. But I will say you're missing out today being in person uh, because uh, it's Life Group Sunday. And I am. I'm excited uh, for several different reasons. And probably the biggest really is uh, that it is Life Life Group Sunday, and this is the day uh, that we set aside throughout the year, each semester, uh, each semester before our life groups begin uh, to promote all of the small groups in our church. And uh, so it's today. So here's what's going to happen. For those of you who are brand new and have never been to a life group Sunday before and have no idea what's going to happen, so we pretty much do our normal, regular service, except for it's condensed. And uh, we, we, we shorten everything just a little bit, my message included, uh, so that uh, we give you time in between the two services uh, to go and check out all the tables. It's going to be like Costco today. You just walk around, get all the free, the free samples and the, the snacks. And, um, but this is important. Do not, go, do not go get your children yet. We will make an announcement. Even though the service will end in here, we are ending early. But don't go get your kids yet because you'll mess up their program, uh, their lesson, everything that they're going to be doing back there. But we will make an announcement. Don't worry about it. We're not going to let you leave your kids here, okay? So uh, we will make an announcement for you to go and do that. Uh, but Life Group Sunday is awesome. you got a chance to, to meet the leaders, to ask questions, to meet other people. Uh, that maybe have signed up for your particular group. And that's the most important thing of the day, really, and that is to, uh, to sign up for a group. In fact, let me just go ahead and cut to the chase and tell everybody what I want to see happen today. Okay, here it is. I want everybody to sign up for a life group for this semester. It, it is as simple as that. I, I want to challenge you to reprioritize your life, uh, make time for it, um, to get in a life group for one semester, one semester. Now, I know we call them life groups, but you're not signing up for life, okay? If they're like eight to, t uh, eight to 12 weeks. Most all of our groups begin, not this coming week, but the following week, the week of uh, February the 19th, and they all end uh, right around Mother's Day, typically, right around the beginning of May, sometime uh, in May. And let, let me tell you something. I love, I love, love, love what we do here on Sunday mornings. I do. I mean, I absolutely do. I love the music. Man, I love preaching the Word of God. I've been doing that for, you know, 33 years now. This is exciting. You know, I, I love sharing the gospel. I love watching people come to faith. This is an exciting place to be. I don't understand how you would ever want to miss what happens here on Sunday morning. However, there is one glaring weakness in a crowd. It's hard to grow your faith in a crowd. It's hard to, to live out your faith in a crowd. You and I were created for community. You need community. You need relationships. And at Coastal, the best place to experience that, to experience relationships, to experience community, is through one of our life groups. So I'm excited. It's going to be a great day. I'm also excited uh, because this Tuesday is what? Anybody know? 
Valentine's Day. I'm wearing red. Did you hear that, men? This Tuesday is Valentine's Day. I'm trying to help you out here, okay? Now, it also happens to be mine and Janet's uh, 36th wedding anniversary. 36th wedding anniversary, Valentine's Day. Um, so for those of you who don't know this, um, our first date, our very first date was on Valentine's Day, and uh, we got married the next Valentine's Day. Uh, so it's actually 37 Valentine's Day on that very first date. In fact, that was the first date I'd ever been on. Uh, and, and, but on that very first date, I told Janet that I loved her. And uh, we, were, we were at, uh, you know, in Bible college, and um, I think she kind of patted me on the shoulder like a little puppy dog. like, oh, I love you too. And um, I meant something else. But anyway, um, but did you know, listen to this, did you know that February is the number one divorce month in America? Did you know? That's true. February. Now, why February? Why February? Well, think about it. Um, it's one of the coldest, uh, darkest months of the year. Uh, and, and then I think the truth is, you know, um, Valentine's Day puts a lot of uh, unnecessary pressure on relationships. And uh, if we're honest, um, most guys never get it right, okay? They just don't. Um, by the way, uh, cards, Valentine's Day cards, are the worst. I mean, the worst. They really are, especially for, for married couples. I'm serious. They just assume these cards, and I've been, you know, checking out Valentine's Day cards and buying Valentine's Day cards for a long time, but they just assume that most husbands suck at being a husband, okay? They do, because they all start like this, and you, you, I, you verify this. You, you go check them out. They all start like this. Even though I never tell you how much I love you, okay? Even though I never fully appreciate you. Even though it's been rough, okay? Like seriously, that's how you know, most of the Valentine's Day cards start. Actually, husbands, I, I, I got some, in, uh, you know, we're in this series, you know, this new relationship series, so I got, I got some advice for the husbands here today, okay? Here's what you need to do. Go pick out a card, that looks really pretty on the outside, okay? But then it's blank on the inside. Blank. Now I'm serious, it's blank. And then here's what you do. You ready for this, men? You write a handwritten note <laughs> to your wife on the inside. You tell her how wonderful she is, how much you love her, how beautiful she is. Listen to me, do not do not buy one of those crappy cards at Walmart or Target and then just underline a bunch of stuff and, and sign your name to it, okay? I could train a monkey to do that. You know, be a man, not a monkey, okay? So that's my advice to the men today. That's all I, listen, that's what I do every year. I buy birthdays, anniversaries, I, brought, I buy pretty cards on the outside, blank cards on the inside, and I write a note to my wife. You do the same thing. Now, I'm also excited. Scott mentioned it, and I kind of alluded to it already. I'm excited because we're kicking off a new series today. And uh, it's called Relationship Rescue. Relationship Rescue. I love talking about relationships. I do. I've been doing what I do for a long time, and if there is an area of our lives that we constantly need help with, improvement in, 
Um, it's our relationships. And that's everyone. And I happen to believe that the church, the local church, ought to be a safe place where we can come and talk about things like love and, and sex and dating and marriage and, and, and in all things relationships. The church ought to be the place where you know, we can take an honest and uncensored look at what the Word of God has to say about these things. And so I believe that over the next several weeks during this series, some relationships are going to be rescued. We're going, to, we're going to help people find new hope to cope with the relationship pressures that we all face. And most importantly, no matter what the series is, I believe that people are going to find Jesus. Because that's what we do here at Coastal. We lift up Jesus high and clear. So I'm so glad that uh, you are here at the beginning of the series for Life Group Sunday. And so I want to challenge you to do something. And that is just to make a commitment right now to be here for this series and to invite and bring somebody with you. In fact, inside your bulletin today, there's a, a little postcard. This went out uh, in the mail to a large number of people here in uh, the Charleston area. But this is not for you to keep. This is for you to give away. And uh, so take that, invite somebody. And then uh, on the way in between uh, this building and the other building, uh, there's a little stands there with these little invite cards as well. So take some of these and invite some friends to come and join you. Now, Psalm 144.7. It's there on your outline, kind of the theme verse for the series. It is a prayer of rescue. And it says this, reach down from heaven and rescue me. Rescue me from deep waters. My guess is that sometime in, in your life, you have had moments in your relationships where you have offered that kind of prayer up to God. You know, God, reach down from heaven and, and rescue me. Take away this relationship pain. God, reach down from heaven and restore my marriage. God, reach down from heaven and take away my loneliness. Deliver me and give me hope. So that's what this series is all about. And since it's Life Group Sunday, here's how we're starting it. I want to take a look really at, I would say, the starting point of all healthy relationships. I want us to talk about friends. You know, again, whether you're young or old, whether we're dealing with your kids, whether we're talking about your marriage, uh, whether you're single and dating, all healthy relationships start with strong friendships. Jesus said this, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So here's the question I got for you today. Do you have any friends like that in your life? You have any friends like that in your life? Now, I'm not asking you how many Facebook friends you have or how many followers you have on Instagram or TikTok. I'm asking, how many friends in your life do you have that would lay down their life for you? Or better question might be, how many friends do you have that you would be willing to lay down your life for? 
You see, the sad truth is that most people are floundering today when it comes to developing friends. Even though we have the rise of you know, social media and everybody's supposed to be connected, the reality is people are floundering when it comes to developing friends. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time and energy looking for people who will listen to them and you know, accept them and be there for them. And yet, we spend very little energy trying to do all those things for other people. So here's the first principle. To have friends, we must first be a friend. We gotta be a friend. You make friends by first striving to be a friend. And the the painful truth is that one of the reasons why you might just lack some good friends in your life is because if you're honest, you're not a very good friend sometimes. You know, and it's tough, it's tough to attract friends when you're not a good friend yourself. But I got some good news for everybody today. There's not a single skill involved in being a good friend that you can't learn and develop. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes intention, but we can do it. You can do it. 1 John 3.18 says this, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Remember, that was Jesus' command, right? Love each other as I have loved you. He says, let's not just say it, let's show the truth by our actions. Notice the phrase at the end of that verse. Circle that phrase. Show the truth by our actions. Nobody wants friends who just say it. And then when it comes time to show it, they're gone. So that's what I want us to talk about today on Life Group Sunday as we kick off this series. What does that look like? What actions could you take to show it? So I got five C's for you today that'll help you learn how to be a friend first, okay? Number one, if you're taking notes, be considerate. Be considerate. In other words, if you wanna connect with people, you got to start with their needs first, not your own. Start with their hurts, not your own. You need to be, first you've got to be thoughtful of others and don't worry about the focus being on you, about them understanding you. You try to understand them. That's how you attract and develop good friends. It is a biblical principle, a biblical truth. Philippians 2.4 says, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Now let me tell you something, that is a counterculture verse right there. Everything in our world today, from the moment we're born, we are conditioned to think about ourselves first. And as a result of that, people are as disconnected as they've ever been. But here's the good news. Our God has promised that when you focus on meeting the needs of other people, he guarantees that he will meet your needs. Let me tell you something. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing in marriage when a husband is focused on putting the needs of his wife first, and the wife is focused on putting the needs of her husband first, Uh, and then it becomes this beautiful circle of love. And if you want your needs first, you step out in faith, and you're willing to meet the needs of other people. Why? Why does does God want us to do that? Because he wants us to learn to be unselfish, to be loving. Ultimately, he wants us to learn to be like Jesus. Colossians 3.13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. 
Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Part of being considerate of other people's needs is making allowances for their faults, uh, not expecting them to be perfect. Listen, you're not perfect. You're not perfect. So why are you demanding it from someone else? Be considerate. Number two, be constructive. Be constructive. Use your words to build people up. Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful, listen to this, for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Listen, God wants us to take our words, our language, and to use it to build people up. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, that means that through your words, you are seeking to bring out the best in the people around you. You are seeking to encourage them. And the best way to do that is through the words that you use, by encouraging people through what you say. I mean, let's just admit it, guys. We live in a hypercritical world. We do. And it's just so easy and so, you know, so common just to point out all the things that are wrong in everybody else's life. John Maxwell, one of the you know, leadership guru, author of a lot of books, uh, he has a phrase in one of his books where he talks about adding value, adding value to people's lives. How do you do that? He says, well, you do that by saying something positive to them. And he has this rule called the 30-second rule. The 30-second rule. So it's his goal whenever he walks into a meeting or he walks into a group or he comes into his home Within 30 seconds, he's got to find something encouraging to say to the people who are there. What about it? How good are you at encouraging others? You know, are, are you willing to do that first? Number three, be candid. Be candid. So here's what I'm talking about here. You might want to write this off to the side. I'm talking about being open and honest. Open and honest. Proverbs 24, 26. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Now notice something there, that honesty and friendship go together. You don't have one without the other. Genuine, healthy relationships, great marriages, they're built on honesty, openness, not flattery, by the way, not flattery. In fact, I want you to write this equation down. I've used this a lot over the years. Here it is. Truth plus transparency equals trust. Truth plus transparency equals trust. Now, that takes time. It's gotta be built. It's gotta be established. But you've got to be intentional about being honest, about being open, about being transparent if you want trust in that relationship. By the way, let me go back to this. If you've got somebody in your life who's always kissing up to you, always telling you what you want to hear. They do not love you. They're using you. You see, flattery is a sign of a manipulator, not the sign of somebody who genuinely cares about you and wants to be your friend. Number four, be confidential. Be confidential. Proverbs eleven thirteen: a gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. How about it? Are you trustworthy? 
Can you keep a confidence? You know what's funny is that we tend to think of, of gossip um, as one of those little misdemeanor sins, don't we? You know, it's just, it's just a minor sin as far as sin goes, just a, a little sin. And yet when God talks about gossip in the scripture, he puts it on the list with things like murder, sexual immorality. Why? Because it's so destructive to relationships. Listen, gossip can tear a friendship apart, a family apart, a church apart. You know, most, more friendships have been destroyed by gossip than any other kind of disloyalty. And let me tell you something. If, if you're the recipient of the gossip, if someone's coming to you, a friend coming to you, talking about someone else, I can guarantee you they also do the same thing about you. They do. It's incredibly destructive to relationships. When you trust someone and then you find out you can't. And finally, number five. Be committed. Be committed. Again, good relationships, they take time and effort and intentionality. Truthfully, that's what love is. Love is a choice. Love is a commitment. It's not a feeling. It's not sex. And we're going to talk some more about that in this series, that, that love is a choice. Love is a commitment. But good relationships take time. You know, they don't happen by accident. It requires loyalty and sticking with people over the long haul, through the good times, through the difficult times. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend is always loyal. Man, that means even when it's inconvenient, even when it's hard, even when they, they might not deserve it. Listen, that, that's what friendship is all about. You know, when, when you're blowing it, you're making a mistake, friends are in your corner when you feel like you're cornered. You know, they, they, they see you through when everybody else around you thinks you're through. They walk into your life when everybody else runs out of it. You know, if you've ever been through a difficult situation, a difficult time, you know how important it is to have close friends. We call them, you know, three o'clock in the morning friends here at Coastal. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Circle the word there, alone. And then the phrase, real trouble. The sad truth is that some of you are a phone call away from being in real trouble because you're alone. And you're not connecting with people. You're not making friends. You see, God never intended it to be that way. He never intended you to face the challenges of life alone. What would happen if you got laid off this week? What would happen if you got hit with a substantial challenge that you hadn't prepared for? Would you be left alone? So I want to leave you with this challenge today. Here it is. You ready? Take a risk. Take a risk. Hear this loud and clear. Listen, making, developing, maintaining friends, I mean, I'll be honest. It is. It's risky. There is a, there is a step of faith involved. Now, why is that? Why? Well, because relationships can be painful. 
Relationships are hard work sometimes. Relationships are difficult sometimes. The greatest of relationships, the greatest of marriages, sometimes can, they can be hard. But here's what I believe with all of my heart. It's worth it. It's worth it. Listen to me. Take a risk. Reach out to people. Take a risk. Say yes once in a while. Instead of always saying no to, to everything. Take a risk. Take the initiative and, and have somebody out for coffee. Take a risk. Make that phone call. Invite somebody out. Take a risk. Here it is. You ready? Everybody look at me. Join a life group. Join a life group. Take a risk. You know, when you sign up for a life group, listen, I'm not going to stand up here and promise you that you're going to have total and complete relational euphoria. You know, that, that everybody in your group is just wonderful and kind and loving and beautiful and sweet and sincere. Listen, there's crazy people in every group. And if you get into a group and you say, I don't know what Pastor Chris is talking about. There's no crazy people here. It's you. You're the crazy one. Okay, listen, we're all messed up. I'm not promising you that you're going to meet your future spouse or your new BFF. But listen to me, you ready for this? We actually have had a couple people meet their future spouse in a life group. So, But here's what I am promising you. Listen, if you sign up, let me tell you what will happen. You'll be in a place with people just like you. I know, it's scary, isn't it? Because you're crazy. Um, but you'll be with people who care be with real people, with real problems, real life, and they're also looking for friends. You'll be surrounded by people who you can be yourself with. And over time, you're gonna laugh together, you're gonna learn together, you're gonna eat together, you're gonna pray together, you're gonna grow in your faith. If you don't take the opportunity to sign up for a life group, you are only hurting yourself your own spiritual life, your own spiritual growth. And eventually, you're gonna find yourself in a place where you are lacking the friends that you need. In Luke 19, 26, Jesus said this, that's what I mean. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and end up holding the bag. Take a risk. You know what? Taking a next step spiritually is always a risk. You're not here by accident today. Our God loves you and he's been drawing you to himself. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, whoever places their faith in him will not perish but have eternal life. God did that for you. He's waiting on you to take a risk. Come home to him. He's waiting to welcome you with open arms, and so are we. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for, um, God, I thank you personally for the three o'clock in the morning friends that I have here. I thank you for the groups that I've been a part of over the years for the people's stories that I've had the, the honor of, of listening to and being a part of. I just thank you, God. And I pray today for, um, I pray today for all the people that are gathered here today, those who are watching online, 
God, may we, may we take the risk. May we learn to be a friend and to seek to put others' needs ahead of our own. May we become a little bit more like Jesus. If you're here today and you're ready to take the risk of faith and to come home to God, just pour your heart out to him right now. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I admit it. I am a sinner in need of a Savior, and I believe that one has been provided, your son Jesus. I do believe. I believe he's your son. I believe he went to the cross for me. I believe he rose from the dead to prove it, and he is alive. And today, I ask him to be my Savior, my friend, my Lord. And for the rest of my days, God, until you come again or call me home, I just want to follow him. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.